Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Crits. I am your host, Aaron Washington, here with my co-host, Mike. That's good to be here as always. Yeah, man. I mean, now we got the schedules kind of changed up. We can now do, yep. yeah. We're, uh, we're back in the full uh, swing of things. We're getting back into the flow. Yes. Back into the groove. So, um, we are still on making campaigns. And we've talked about a few things already. We've talked about downtime. We've talked about enemies. We haven't gotten encounters yet. But today we're going to talk about a big part of a campaign. Dungeons. Dungeons? Dungeons. Well, I mean, I we guess. Playing... It's called Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah, so having a dungeon is pretty good. So, uh, personally, I don't make a lot of dungeons. <laughs> I don't do a lot. I'm actually you, making efforts. When you do, though. <laughs> when you do. I'm making a lot of efforts right now to, to, to make you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying it right so far because uh, dungeons have always been personally what I thought is like my weak area. Like I, I just making a dungeon and making a town, making a plot. It's just for some reason the dungeon creation for me is one of those things like I always toil over. You know, like I'm always like it's always the last minute when I finally have something I feel like is presentable that I can confront uh, the party. A dungeon is something that requires more than just like an outline. Like generally you can outline a town, have the individuals you want to talk to, but dungeons like room by room, you need the individual traps, what monsters are in there. Yeah, it's so there's really a, drawn out. Yeah, it's a lot that comes into to making a dungeon. So we're gonna that's what we're talking about today. We're gonna talk about uh, dungeoning. The dungeoneering mm. for the dungeons and dragoning. The spelunking. The spelunking. So, uh, Mike, when you have a dungeon, uh, what's one of the first things that probably comes to your mind? I need to figure out the purpose of the dungeon. The, the well, per- yeah, why, why is it there? Like, is it is it a castle? And are there orcs living there because they've made it their stronghold? Uh, is it a cave that just houses an ecosystem of a variety of creatures that live in there? Mm-hmm. Uh, or is it just an ancient vault that holds a powerful artifact? Right, because yeah. what its purpose is is, uh, is going to help you determine what's in it. Yes, like obviously if it's a uh, keep manned by orcs and they're just walking down the hallways back and forth, there's probably not going to be as many traps versus a vault, which is going to be nothing but traps and puzzles because it's meant to keep an object safe. Or keep, you know, keep, or an keep entity. People, yeah. Keep people out. Um, and of course you can always cross, like if it's an ecosystem, because uh, the vault has been robbed by adventurers, and so now animals have moved in, and, uh, nested. But, and nested, but not all the traps have been triggered, and so it's kind of a mix between the two. Mm-hmm. Natural, and so what What its original purpose is, is definitely, okay, so, so let's for argument's sake, let's just say um, it's in a mountain... It's a dwarven stronghold. A dwarven stronghold. So what? It, what? It, like so that even that already tells you a few things going to be about the. the it is. It, the it says it, it could be dug out like a dwarven stronghold, yeah. or it could just be a cave system itself. Yeah. Um. What? What? What could that tell? That could tell you that one thing is going to give you a vibe of because if these dwarves carved this place out, it even gives you a little bit of idea of what it looks like. You know, yep. like they're because dwarven the stone the, architecture. You know, yeah, like these massive stone rooms, but very narrow hallways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're you're going to have like that kind of smooth work. You know, I a a trap made by dwarves in a dwarven stronghold are going to be a little bit more mechanical 
Yeah, and they, they might even reset. So they just, even after the dwarves are long gone, the traps can just keep activating. Yeah, because, like, they, you know, they, they work the, the stone. It could have that mechanical, you know, vibe to it. So it also could be how much harder it is to spot. If, if a dwarf may, if these dwarven masons made a trap in their stone, it's going to be harder to spot than if a kobold was in this place and it know. made a trap. Kobolds can be pretty tricksy. Well, yeah, kobolds. And goblins, man. Goblins, goblins. Let's do goblins. Orcs and goblins. Yeah. Well, you know, an orc put a trap in this stone, the stonework may not be as up to par as a dwarven yeah. mason would be. I also lead to, like, secret doors. I like, I like dwarven places because... Just the stone secret doors. They have door. They have these secret doors. Like another thing you can just kind of throw in. So, uh, so you think about what's in there. What what its original purpose was, which will kind of help you even map it out too. If you if you need to map yeah. it out, because it would be mapped out based on its original purpose. Yeah. Like if it's meant to keep an object safe, then it would have convoluted paths. Yeah, like a maze. And yeah, it would just it, loop around on itself. Yeah, that kind of thing, because it's trying to confuse you. And even some keeps are made that way, too, so an army couldn't just get straight yeah, to the heart. Like, in the in the gatehouses and the portcullises, yeah, the things would loop around in there. But the central keep still had its uh, maintained structure, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, there's going to be, like, a kitchen or a throne room or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, I think it was... Um, uh, I, w- I was looking at a, a, a like a like a structure. This this place was made to take a siege, and the front walls and stuff. The stairways were on opposite sides, on both sides. So if a, if an invading group had to go up one floor, they would then have to transverse the whole length of the place mm. to move up a level, and then transverse the whole length to move up the next level. And that was so that you know they could be pinned down and held in each yeah. of these kind of sections. So you know uh, it. it so it would be a reason that you wouldn't have like this one central stairwell that just kind of keeps spiraling up. And I mean, like we see a lot of. <laughs> right. We, we do see a lot yeah. of. Yeah. He's just you know, for instance, you know, then there are some buildings that are made for practicality's sake, so those things would be easier. But that's when you can kind of do those things. I'm like, like, oh, uh, you know, they had this oh spiral staircase that kind of went up, but it's been decrepitated. Monsters have settled true. in. They've broken things. So part of the staircase is broken. So well, I almost picture like an abandoned manor house that's kind of haunted. The party needs to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it would have a central staircase, but maybe it doesn't reach all the way to the top because it is uh, rotted away. And yeah. so they have to find another way to the top floor. Yeah, they have to find a, like a secondary uh, path up. You know, I mean, if they don't have the ability or tools to climb it or... You know, one of your guys like, well, I have a climbing kit, and I have a grappling hook, and I'm going to... Well, I'd actually enjoy that if I saw some players do that. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, I mean, a lot of what I see is like, we're going to leap from this stair to this stair, and just kind of cross our fingers that, you know, the rotted wood will hold our weight, and oh. the dwarf's wearing his full plate, and he's like, I'll try it, and I'm just like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Climbing kits are useful. Because they just are. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I think they're unutil- underutilized. But that, that's a different conversation. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> You know, pittance and things like that. Well, they're useful in dungeons. 
They can, cause, because the little stakes can hold doors in, they can wedge yeah. doors, but that's that's a whole different well, thing. I mean, you can cross chasm. them. I mean, that's what climbers do. They kind of hammer them in the ceiling yeah. and string the ropes across, and you can cross the chasms that way, depending on how high the ceiling right. is. Right, because maybe you do have a monk who can kind of do that <laughs> nice little leap. Then he can put the pit in on the other side, yeah. and then everyone else can use the, the rope. Okay, okay. But... So there are definitely ways you can kind of flavor it so it's not just like a straight uh, path through. So when we uh, make dungeons and things, one of the things we always think about are traps, right? Traps. Dungeons have traps. They generally do. They generally do. <laughs> they have generally traps. do. Oh my goodness. So uh, <laughs> I know when I think when and I work on traps, I I'm like okay. I always have to worry about whether is this not enough or is this too much. When it comes uh, to you mean the, the big beast fist slapping the uh, the person who jumps across into a pit, which falls into another pit with a gelatinous cube that comes out and eats you. You know, <laughs> it was it was good. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, you guys are higher levels. So I was like, ah, this, this 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 could be this could be certain. So because there's two types, we have magical traps. And we have mechanical traps, right? Yes. I mean, or basically just bit traps. Yeah. Yeah. Mechanical traps, you know. Oh, this shoots out arrows. This is spears that come down. Yeah. You know, there's you, you, there's the traps that symbolize you open the door, there's a crossbow bolt, there's a crossbow, heavy crossbow, oh, a man. bolt's in, and it... Funk! You, you weren't uh, in Wednesday's uh, game where it had a coin on the floor, and the coin was attached to a string which pulled the crossbow. <laughs> Okay, at least at least you didn't have a player with an I a a, a a disc on the ground with the words "pick me up." <laughs> well, I mean, I had a lever that did that. <laughs> said, don't don't pull. <laughs> oh man, everybody loved pulling it. <laughs> it's just like, all right, guys, everyone clear away from me. I'm gonna lift. I'm gonna pick this up. And I'm like, don't don't. Well, I mean, that, that's... The, it was a joke. I put it there like a joke. And he was like, I'm going to pull it up. And I was like, I didn't even put anything there because the kobolds thought it would just be a, a, a funny joke. You know? And so, like, I was like, all right. So he pulled it and he realized it was connected to something. And then he yanks it up. And then I was like, well, they didn't really put a trap there. It was more just for amusement. To just kind of like see what happens. So like I think when he pulled it up, I had like a really silly song playing in the area or kobolds that are that were higher up laughing. And it was like and these kobolds are looking like the snickering, like this guy is the dumbest. Well I think traps like that cause players I find the, the curiosity or to overthink it. Like, yeah. is it is it something important that we need? Mm-hmm. And they put it, don't don't pick up because it is important, right? Or are they just trolling us? <laughs> yeah. So, um, of course, one of the things to determine how strong a trap is is how, how deadly it is, right? How how, how dangerous it is. Yeah. How, I mean, that's that's really the hard part because traps need to be dangerous so players don't just. Trigger them all. Like, run through all the traps, trigger them all, right. and but, then heal up at the end. But then also, you don't want it to be where, like, oh, they missed this trap, party's gone. 
whole yeah. party. It's, it's like, like you gotta find a little line, you know. That's why I like I like more single target traps. Like, okay, the door is trapped. If they fail the trap, well, then it disintegrates. Um, they get a saving throw, which does massive damage, but they might survive. It gives incentive. Uh, the massive damage gives incentive for the rogue to uh, check to check it. Yeah, it gives you, uh, you know, to, to, to see those things. And uh, it's it's enough damage to keep fighters from just like, well, I just walk through trigger every single trap. I just knock the arrows aside because I'm yeah. wearing full plate and have an armor class of 27, you know. Yeah, well, that's kind of like what I wanted to do. I'm like, because like, at this point, uh, you guys are level 9 right now in my game. You're level, yeah, no, you're level, level 9. nine. You're, you're really, you're strong characters. Um, you, have, you have legacy items. That have been leveling up with you. So considering that, it's like, you know, you guys have gotten a few magical items already. Not not as many, but that's because I gave you legacy items. So it's like, well... Well, I, mean, I think we're about equally geared for the level that we are. Mm-hmm. Because of the legacy items. Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely gives a nice little edge. It's working out really well. I really like it. Um, so you got this going on, and so I'm like, okay, well, the first, the first room I had, and I was like, well... I'm going to have the whole room covered from head to floor and just the thick, oily mist. Oh, I, I loved the trap. I was like, I knew, I knew where it was going the moment you told me, like, there's this oily slickness on the floor. Yeah, it's kind of like in the air. You can taste it. Yeah. It's, it's just just lingering. It's just damp and thick. Um, it kind of drifts on your clothing and, you know, it's, you taste it in the air. It's all on the ground. And um, so I was like, well... It potentially, literally, then it was just pressure plates. It was a pressure plate with, all it was was a flint and mm. kind of tick. You could have burning hands. Or yeah. It's a agonars little, or a scorcher. Well, what, what happened was, it was, so on one side it was uh, the plate. On the step next to it, it was the spell, <laughs> the scorcher spell. So, <laughs> it was like, okay... Uh, you found the plate, but, you know, it was the very beginning of the dungeon, and you guys were like, oh, because I think, like, the first dungeon I did for you guys, we were much lower level, uh, it was the casters in the dungeon, um, pretty much just put the sigils right on top of the stone. Kind of like they were lower level, Mm -hmm. the casters were lower level, so they just kind of put the markings on the stone for the spells, or the wood for the spells to go off. Uh, but... Now you guys were in a dungeon that was made by higher level casters. And my logic was, which you come to like the setting, these casters were also trying to kill other casters. So the you can't they wouldn't just leave the arcane markings Similar, right well, on yeah, the wall. We got that with Nistel's uh, aura that yeah. hides uh, the magic, or, yeah. yeah. Like some of the things are hidden with the magical aura. Some things are layered. With magical circles and contingency spells. Well, I played as the the rod of power or the staff of power that was inside the plank of wood, which I thought I thought was really good. Yeah, that was. Uh, it's uh, like, oh, you know, hey, you, you hit you hit these planks of wood, you get a magical item, but the last one is actually a staff of power. So if you break the plank of wood, you break the staff of power, causing an explosion. I was like, that's really good because by the time they got to the to the, like the third plank, they were no longer checking for traps. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think it was just four total, and by the last, they were like, "Well, we already know what these do. They're all the same." Yes. Uh, and because uh, it progressively it got harder. Like it, the first one was just a plank. The second one was like a studded plank with like little rivets through it to kind of reinforce it, like a door. 
The third one was like a bar, like a bar of like light metal that the monk had to punch through. And the second one was like reinforced metal and stuff. And it was that's what one of the staff of power was in. Remember, he actually yeah. like used his growth he, thing. Yeah, it, like to he had hit. to really punch that thing hard. And so when it exploded, yeah, I was clearly not trapped. <laughs> Boom! You know, this is a challenge. Explosion. Everything else in the room is clear. I don't know what you would have done had they all got sucked to the astral plane. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, I can, I can say it now because we're well past that part. But if they had... Uh, it wouldn't have sucked them into the astral plane. It had a destination. Oh, okay. And they would have been in another level. Actually, reminds me of the two of horrors. So yeah. You, they, they, like, you sit on the throne, I think, and like and you put it on the crown. I don't know that. No, you don't put on the crown. The crown kills you. Like you sit on the throne and it teleports you to a room with a Baylor. And it's just a stone room with no escape. Yeah. They would have they would have been junted into a Imagine like a like a holding cell. Like yeah. type uh <laughs> place they would have been sent to. Uh a, a uh essentially a place where they would um where that, the wizards uh, would have caught, like, oh, you, we caught you, it's time to interrogate you. So they would have been in, like, a cell. Well, that happened in my game, remember, where it, it teleported your items away, mm-hmm. and then the, you were teleported to a, a cell. Yeah. That's so, your stuff. Yeah, like, I'm like, well, you're, uh, that's probably, that's what I had planned. I think it was going to be, when you guys haven't even reached a level yet, but they would have been teleported to another level, like a level where they would be captured and interrogated. So they would have ended up in that area. Of course, uh, on, the, on the same note, because I, I, I found that this particular trap when I ran it many, uh-huh. many years ago always caused players to get stuck in uh, their tracks, and it was uh, it was an archway that had nullify magic on it, like a disjunction, uh, this disjunction spell, which dispels all magical items, mm-hmm. and so if you step through, you lose all your magical items. Oh! And so the party has to figure out how to get past this archway. Well, we had the we had we, yeah we had the room that like uh the, where the magical items like detonated on us that was yeah that was a rough go because uh because my character at the time was like a pack mule and we were like how many magical things do you have on your person right now I was like well, well at least he was the only one here's that this in there. whole sheet of things I've just been holding on to <laughs> well they all detonate for x amount of d sixes I that almost killed me. But it it made it actually because the party actually decided to drop their magic items in the hallway and actually go through the room. And it made the next encounter harder. Yeah, because I think the only thing that didn't, well, of course, the only thing, well, um, at the time, they was the only one who actually had anything that was like relic level power. So it couldn't be broken or destroyed. Because like, uh, it was, um, it was the desert wind. Yeah, the, le- the desert wind and the the spear. Yeah, the two artifacts, the god sling spear. <laughs> and the so they're like, like, well, those items are fine, but everything else just went poof. And I'm like, oh my goodness. We were just glad that the the, the character who had even more items didn't stab it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I I would have probably. Then when all of our magical gear, when some of our magical gear became sentient, yeah, and, and, and uh. The spell went off, and it was I'm, like, well, he, his cloak doesn't really want to work with you anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, he saw his best friends, which was the guy's full plate and ring and gauntlet, which were also sitting in. And the hammer. And the hammer. And they all fused <laughs> together 
it made a animated armor with a magical robe and a yeah. magical hammer. It was pretty wild. Yeah. But like when when you do you know because there there are tests like that are can be like just really fun kind of like hijinks. Whereas like the problem isn't as detrimental as it is like man we have to figure out what to do about this kind yeah. of thing. Well, I mean when your armor doesn't want to be worn by you. Yeah, I can handle this myself. You failed this much. How many times have I been hit? You know what? What's what's the deal? What are you doing? Um, so, uh, so we have like like I said, there's different traps. There's magical traps, of course, and there's magical traps can be as dangerous as the spells can be. You know, from anything touch of from 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 finger of death all the way down to just sleep spells. Yeah, well, I mean, that's when you have your, your memory stealer. You know, just sit there, oh, look, they're asleep. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> it was one of those kind of things. And, uh, and uh, also in dungeons, like, you know, you, you, I try I, I try that to set the tone. Like, if there's if the dungeon's going to be trapped, I try to let you know by no other means that, hey, guys, this place is going to be trapped. So maybe you shouldn't. Well, it's either somebody tells them that, or at least there's a trap in the first room. Well, which you guys did, but, you know, it was really weird. Like, okay, uh, so, of course, that means, like, locked doors and things like that. Um, which, what I did this time was I, I gave every room that had a key, it had a higher DC uh, locked pit check. So, essentially, every door could have been attempted once. Once you attempted it and you failed... Arcane lock was then cast on the lock. Just making it practically impossible to open. Right, which means it's hard to open normally without the key now. Because the key will dispel the arcane lock. So essentially it was like, well, here's your lock pick chance. Well, where's the question? What if we had the, the knock spell? Well, if you had, well, um, knock, does not open arcane lock? I think so. I think it's I the think, one that actually opens up arcane lock. I, I, I think it is, yeah. Well, then I would have just made it a, um,. Like, yeah, well, if you had had knock, then you would have had knock. Like, I didn't, um, uh, more than that. I am so curious now about uh, knock. There's so many spells. I, I try to remember them all, but... Yeah. Uh, knock. Uh, let's see. Uh, object can open a door, chest, uh, manacles, padlock, any object that contains mundane uh, or magical means to prevent access. If you choose a target that is held shut with arcane lock, that spell is suppressed for 10 minutes. During that time, it can be opened or shut normally. So, if you had cast knock on it, it would have removed arcane lock for 10 minutes, allowing the person to try to pick it. Oh, okay. So arcane lock would have knock would have taken away arcane because arcane lock when the arcane lock triggered that's when each door became spelled because that was the contingency if arcane lock is up that means the door is now spelled yeah because I remember when uh, was Smitty's character tried he to punch the door he the punched door, the door yeah. and then that essentially counted for your lock picking attempt because you judged yeah. the door I remember you said like you, you hear like a down. Because I made the arcane lock symbol plain. Like, you saw the sigil yeah. appear. And it was like, yes, you see that happen. There is a magical effect now. I'm going to still punch it. Okay, well, here comes insect plague down the hallway. Yeah. I thought it was such a peculiar, it was like, insect plague. It's, that was really out of nowhere. <laughs> For a trap door, I was like, insect plague. 
Because it was a cloud that just kind of yeah. burst out you. Because the idea was that the insect plague weakens you. So then when you step into the room, the sleep spell can get you. Well, I mean, that, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. So those are the kind of things also. Like, I was trying to, like, I wanted I wanted the sleep spell to work. The trap, the, the big trap was actually the sleep spell. Because there was, you can also use creatures as part of a trap, too. Because there was a dream eater, which attacks people in their sleep. So essentially, it would attack someone who's sleep. But I need to get you sleep. Normally, a regular sleep spell is not going to hit a full HP person. No. But, if you've already been hit by the trap, that lowers your HP down, which gives me a better chance to get you sleep for the dream to do what it wants to do. So that's kind of like the way that, uh, that, that that was like essentially meant to work. So you can definitely put magical, and you gotta, even when you put your magical traps, you want to make sure you put them in with, with the idea of who cast them. Because who cast them also going to determine their DC. Yeah, the difficulty. The difficulty, uh, how much damage they're going to do. Like, if, if the person who was casting these spells can cast six-level spells, then that means that they have access to those, you know, that list of spells. Well, let's just put DC. some blight in there. Right. Because that, that means, like, even if they're casting six-level spells, that means their DC is at least going to be in the teens, the high teens. You know, imagine they have, like, a plus three... And the proficiency is like a plus three, that type of deal. They, you know, so we're already talking like certain level of difficulty just based on what they are yeah. kind of deal. So, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing you want to you think about. Or, uh, which I saw using Gnosticals magical aura on certain spells. I mean, because it's a, a low-level thing that actually can mask other spells. Right. So, yeah, this masked the spell. Well, why would they do that? Well, because they knew that other casters were coming. It wasn't just warriors. There were other spellcasters. So they knew the spellcasters could do what they do and detect magic. So they, they cloaked certain spells to kind of help keep them off guard. You know, that kind of thing is a lot you can kind of think about when you're building your own dungeon. Like, who made it? What was their purpose? Who are they trying to keep yeah, out? Who, yeah. Who are they that determines what kind of uh, yeah, traps they are going to actually uh, Yeah, who they were there. trying to keep in. You know, if, if you know, this place was a keep, they were fending against undead, you could expect a lot of, like, maybe the damage in this building, or maybe the traps were dealing radiant. Yeah, which might not be as effective against uh, the players. Yeah, because not only not every dungeon has to, the dungeon more should fit the setting than the fit against the player, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, it makes it more have a little of that realism. Yeah. There. So if it, if it's meant to be a place to trap and destroy undead, there may be certain rooms where runes go off and it doesn't affect you at all because you're living or you're good aligned or, or things like that, and it just doesn't affect you because you're not. Yeah. When we were when we were blessed when we went down the hallway. <laughs> right. The one that like did something to you based on and your I got alignment. This, this was, uh, I was like, hey, this was pretty beneficial. Yeah, because it was it was meant to be for that specific. For, uh, well, I mean, it was in my game when you guys were trapped in the uh, the, the the cube that was meant to trap spellcasters because it was all made to protect against uh, dimension door teleports and plane shifts. Mm-hmm. So once you got in there, you pretty much had to go room by room. Yeah, it's just like those kind of things are just things you can like consider. So, you know, there's also, there's more than just, like, traps. You can have, uh, there's NPCs you can have in the dungeons, which can kind of cause, like, interactions. 
Um, you know, oh, I've been stuck down here for who knows. The, the, the wary adventurer. The, the, Although, no, I, I think I have a pretty sure I told you the story about uh, the, the zombie uh, that retains his memory. And he, he's, he's just an NPC and he, he wants a special cooking recipe from like this goblin to make this kobold stew. That's but he's the only one that knows the location of the key that opens up the vault. Oh boy. <laughs> and so you can't just go out there, you can't just kill him because he's a zombie. Because <laughs> he won't tell you the location of the vault key. Oh man, that's that's rough. So I feel it, like he's been killed a few times. Yeah, he has, and the party has to figure out how to, like, how do we open this vault now? It's like, well, if only you knew where the key was at. <laughs> well, he was a zombie. Well, you know, he was a friendly zombie. He just wanted some stew. That's some cobalt stew. That's so, that's, that, that's, that's so, that's so, that's so different. Like, um, like with, with the different, uh, types of encounters, there's also puzzles, right? Puzzles. There are traps yeah, and there are puzzles. puzzles. And of course with puzzles, it also means like riddles. Um, I am personally very bad with riddles. So I tend to not use them because I'm bad with them. <laughs> And riddles only make sense to me when I know the answer. Yeah, that's the thing about riddles. Um, when when Nick was running his his game, and he had this Sphinx, and so he, he challenged us. He challenged the party with a riddle, and if you failed the riddle, you got teleported. Now, for the everybody else who saw the teleport, it looked like the guy got disintegrated. Oh man! So we're sitting here watching the Sphinx just disintegrate party members. <laughs> Until eventually, I mean, uh, several party members are like, well, we're just not going to answer this riddle. We don't know the answer. We can't solve it. Half our party is dead. Let's just go back to town. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, eventually we got back to the party. They're like, no, no, we just got teleported. They're like, <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. We thought, we thought you were gone. It was, we gave up. It was, just, gave up it was terrifying. It was like, well, it was like, you get the riddle right or you die instantly. So it was just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, uh, I've seen, I've, like, uh, we actually, I've actually done a dungeon where, like, the guy had a bunch of riddles in it, and luckily just, we had a guy in our party, and he was just on it, like, he just, he just could do it, like, he was just, he was, he was just doing it, he was like, alright, what's the riddle? I've got it, this is the answer, and I'm like, I'm glad someone this does, because the... I can't. Uh, kind, of, kind of going back to the, the person who made the dungeon or the trap or the riddle versus the party itself. Because as a DM, I found out that you need to make the riddle match your players. Mm -hmm. Which might not match the intelligence of the creature that made the dungeon. Because a lot a lot of times, like, just say these, this guy's a, you know, he's a lich, he's got 22 intelligence... He's going to make a riddle that sounds like it has multiple answers. Right. But only one answer is the actual answer. And it's probably not what they think it is because it has a mask of other answers. Mm -hmm. And he might even plant messages in the walls that make it seem like one answer is the correct answer. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, there's a guy handing a face to this guy. Clearly the answer is Vaz. Yeah. When in reality it's the door. Like, yeah, <laughs> the doorway, and so players will sit there and all off and like take the bait or have a hard time with these riddles and trigger all these extra traps. Yeah, I just like I said before, I've just personally like uh, like I, 
I'm I just know me. Like I've I've I can do really really simple ones, but sometimes I can. But mm. I've 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 seen I've seen these things stagnate games for yeah. hours. Yeah. Like usually, if I do a riddle, uh, I look at it without looking at the answer, and if I can't guess <laughs> it within a certain amount of time, I'm not messing. It's like, nah, I'm not gonna put that in there. Like, <laughs> oh, this is the answer. Uh, I look at the thing. I'm like, yeah, uh, maybe that's the answer. I check. Oh, that was the answer. That wasn't too bad. I figured with me being as bad as I am with them, me doing yeah. it isn't as bad. I feel like if Aaron can get it. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, is this something that the party can get? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, definitely. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's what's on my mind when I, when I do it as well. Like, you know, I don't want them to spend 10 hours like staring at this door or talking to a sphinx trying to get through this thing. Yeah, and it, that kind of sometimes happens for puzzles too. It really does. Not as bad as for riddles, but some puzzles are made very complicated. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's not the simple ones. It's like, you know, squares and certain squares trigger certain traps. Like, um, I essentially um, made one, and all it, what it was was you had to get to the other side of the room, and the and the was the depending on where you started on one side of the room, you essentially were that chess piece, and you had to move based on the chess piece, kind of thing. Well, that's kind so of if you cool stepped idea. on the part where the knight is, when you move, you can only move in the L's, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So then uh, I had, like, an encounter, and essentially the creatures were fighting you, too, but they also had to follow the same same rules. So to engage you, they were actually having to move like they had to move, and all you had to do was get to the other side. That's a really cool idea. So, like, that that worked out pretty well, because the puzzle is very straightforward. You... You move as the things move. Um, anyone... uh, and, it's, and it's definitely possible to reach the other side on a chessboard with the, all the movement options that you have available. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any piece uh, can get to the side because no one's going to be a pawn because all the, you're only the, anything in the back row. Yeah. Uh, so essentially you just keep like walking it up until you, you, you get to the other side. Uh, also, I, I'll do things like, okay, you start moving – uh, which there'll probably be someone in your party who gets it. Like, chess is something that a lot of people do know. Um, but I've had where they don't. Uh, I think in one of the parties, there's only one person, like, he played, but very rarely. Mm. So he kind of thought he knew what was going on. And I looked at everyone's share sheets. I'm like, who has, who has X amount of games? Oh, okay, well, you play dragon chess. You immediately recognize that these pieces are moving based on these rules mm. kind of thing. I also think it's something that everybody can grasp when you, when you explain it to them. Yeah. I'm like, well, this piece can only move diagonally. Oh, okay. Well, now you know that you can only move diagonally. And that, and that was like the kind of way I did it. Um, then there was the puzzle with the with the, with the the leaf, with the uh, olive branch, the peacemaker. Yeah. One, you know, give me the weapon that... Yeah. Well, that, I mean, it was pretty... Everybody, everybody was pretty much like, okay, let's look at, what, let's look at our yeah. options for the weapons. And, yeah. and Pat was like, you know, it's probably a sword. Swords are things that are used by kings. Mm, yeah, you know, he was like one that was like Oathbreaker. Yeah, and they all had uh, different names. Army Cleaver. Like, yeah, clearly the Army Cleaver was the, was the, peace, was the peacemaker. Right, 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 right. And then, of course, the other one, because, like, I think... I think the way the riddle was was like it was like um, it like some of the ends nations like ends wars kings covet was pretty much like the the whole vibe of it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. So it was... under the keep document. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got your own you got your own little document on there. Yeah, I mean that's what I I, I mean that's what I called it. You know. 
since you guys were under the castle. I was like, well, I'm going to tile it under the key. Ah, and I know all the answers. Look at that. Floor one. Awesome. Uh -huh. Floor two. Wait a minute. There's nothing in room seven. What's with that? Yeah. Uh, well, because they were in other documents. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you, yeah. Deathbringer, Oath Shatterer, Mercy Climber, uh, the, the Giant's Toe. toe. Clearly Quick, the Giant's Toe. Quicksilver. The Batsman, the Midnight Sun, the Kingslayer, uh, and then of course you guys found the the Peacemaker, the Peacemaker, which was like a rusted sword that was kind of like tossed aside in the corner, and then you also realized that in, on Peacemaker was an olive branch, so peace. Yeah, so peace it was pretty straightforward. Peace essentially was the answer you you needed uh, to do the thing, and I, I actually opened the document for the for the saying, not even for the. <laughs> I opened the document for the saying. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. And <laughs> we just were looking at the weapons. Yeah. Yeah, there's the giant's toe. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, that's the one that brings yeah, uh, kings uh, to the knees. The phrase was, bring me the greatest weapon that kings covet, warriors, uh, puts warriors to ruin, and ends all battles. That was very... And you had options. And essentially, putting the wrong weapon on would have just animated the suit of armor. <laughs> and you guys could have handled it. Well, I mean, the way what I mean, the way the riddle uh, kind of went and what we were looking for, I don't even think that was really an option on the table. Yeah. You know, but I mean, sometimes you got to prepare for it because strange things happen. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna try each weapon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you, like, I've, I've only done this trap once, and I don't run any more traps like it ever again. Is it was, it was a math puzzle. Oh boy! Yeah, and so you had these different letter uh, levers. So there's like six, seven levers, each with uh, corresponding numbers that were associated with them. And so the goal of the puzzle was to make sure that all of the levers stay in a down position. And so you have to pull. You, if you pull one lever, you pull another lever, as equivalently to adding two numbers together, which would equal a third lever, which you would pull down and it would stay down. And that acted as the uh, the third lever acted as the first lever pull of the next number combination. Okay. And so the goal was to make sure that all the levers stayed in the down position. The thing is, every time you pulled a lever, there had a corresponding trap that had to do with the numbers. Oh, okay. And so we had one player that just went around and literally he first thing he did was pull all the levers, so he triggered all the traps. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like, well, okay, now you're fighting these golems over here. Several fireballs go off, and you're fighting these guys over there. And so while they're fighting, he's still pulling more levers. Because now he wants to solve the puzzle, which triggers even more traps because they're pulled out of sync. Eek. That's, that's a rough one. That's a rough go. So it was really rough. So I mean, the, the really the the idea, like when I originally thought about it, was a person would pull one lever, deal with the scenario that came with it, pull another level, deal with that scenario, and they would just slowly solve the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nope. <laughs> That's not what happened. Yeah. Uh, you can also do like puzzles and traps that are kind of like skill challenges. Yeah. Which I've um, I've done in the past where uh, you're in a room. There are there's a keyhole. The keyhole can only be can only be used by the right key. Uh, hanging from above you are different keys. <laughs> so you have to find the right key to fit the hole. And as you pull the wrong keys, traps go off. I had I had one like that where uh, they uh, there was I don't remember the riddle, 
Uh, but it was, it's basically only only the, the key will show you the way or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And so there's this, this well that's 50 foot down of water. Mm-hmm. And so you have to swim down. And then, of course, the bottom of the well are literally 10,000 keys. Yeah, right, right, right. But 10, only keys. one actually unlocks the door. Right. And so they have to figure out, well, which keys, which. And, of course, it's also 50 feet down in water. So they, have oh. to, they have to swim as they fiddle through these keys. Yeah. I, 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 I did that similarly, but like the they had to find the, 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 it was like statues, and each statue had a certain key around its neck or in its mouth or something like that, and the room started to flood. So eventually, as they were going to different statues, like they had to go down, and because when they pulled the wrong key out, it would break the statue, and more water would come, come out, and it would increase the. Oh, that's the wrong key. Yeah, so that they were like flying to the surface, like getting gulps of air and swimming down below. But the, uh, the answer to the key puzzle was um, if you if you listen to the riddle, was the the key was magical. So if you actually had to detect magic, you could just do detect magic. The one key would radiate magic, and then you could solve the puzzle. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. That's cool. Like, uh, like I, I try I try when I do those kinds of things. I, like I said, I wanted to be challenging. I wanted to be entertaining. Uh, I don't want it to be uh, frustrating. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing that it is entertaining. Because if it's you know when it when it becomes frustrating, it's kind of like working against itself. You know what I mean? When all you're doing is like, all right, guys, here's another puzzle, and everyone has to stop and take like an hour like, to get through the puzzle. Yeah, and all right, next room. It's I find that some, some players they, they want to figure out the puzzles for themselves. They don't want you to, to give them skill checks for it. No. And so if they're having a really hard time with it, you might be sitting there for a long time. Yeah. And then like when you give them like like even even when we were doing the one with the with the uh, with with the blades, you know, you know, they were like, Well, can I roll insight on it? And I'm like, Well, yeah, like you can you can roll insight and see what you feel from the presence and the things and stuff like that. You can use those to help uh, kind of give hints. But also be very careful. I try to give just I try to give what I believe that this was what you would think from your perspective kind of yeah. thing. Like, from your perspective, you would maybe see that this well, is... Even the character's perspective. Sometimes we forget that the character has a perspective due to <laughs> their their own kind of backgrounds. Stuff like that. And right. I constantly, I feel like I hassle Kelly in a Star Wars game about this because I made, like, a stormtrooper. So I was like, well, what does, how does the Empire deal with deserters? How does the Empire deal with prisoners? You know, oh, yeah, with the Republic. Yeah, yeah how, how, how does this work? Because my character would know about that. Mm-hmm. Which, Which, I mean, I, I don't know because I don't know much about Star Wars. But, you know, you just want to know, like, how, how were those things pretty much handled so you can, you know. Because uh, Tom went to the, I guess, the warrant officer to get uh, goods requisitioned. And I was like, well... Kelly, can my care? Can I make a role for my character to know how to requisition goods and then aid Tom in the getting of those goods? Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where when you make a dungeon, like even though you're making the dungeon for the thing, you definitely have to consider your players. Like it's going to be a really hard day for them when everyone's of melee warrior class and you put nothing but spells in the dungeon. Because what you're saying is they're going yeah. to trip every pretty much. They're going yeah. to trip every trap. And you gotta understand, like, is your uh, also the thing? Want to think about is your dungeon a? Is it meant to wear your players down before a final fight? Is it is it meant to is it meant to just be like a tax on them? Um, Nick runs these things where the doors are sealed unless you sacrifice spell slots. Like that is that is that is a definite that is a tax. Yes. The dungeon is meant to tax you 
drain you of resources, and you gotta manage resources for later on. That's essentially what that is. That is doing. That that is that kind of methodology. You know. Yeah, it makes the final encounter all the more difficult when you don't have the resources. Yeah, when you have to like, is that what the goal is? Is it meant to tax based on using healing? Like the different traps had like a different different things. Like the first trap in the room with the oil and the Ogonaga Scorchers was literally meant to be an HP healing tax. It hurt you. It hurt you well, hard. I mean, it almost killed half of it. It hurt. Hurt, you. hurt hard. I mean, I mean. Well, it wouldn't have been as bad as if the if, if like the it's like everything triggered at once. Yeah. It wasn't meant to all go off at the same time. So it kind of all went up in flames. So you have the Ogonar Scorcher. Well, uh, all right, roll your reflexes. I was reflexes looking at Patrick's character. I was like, eh, I mean, he points guy. You know, because he's the lowest hit point guy in the party, like, you know, 48 hit points or something around there. And I was just like. <laughs> he was in the single digits, I think, yeah, by the time it yeah, was Yeah, he was done. sitting there like four. I'm just like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, Cyrus character with the, with the with the Staff of Healing had to burn that mass cure wounds. I admit that uh, I'm grateful that she has that Staff of Healing. <laughs> <laughs> like, she ended up burning every every uh, every slot but one on that first level. Yeah, yeah right in that first room. She had to burn through She the, had to burn five right yeah, there. You had right ten, there. has like ten or eleven, and usually like, five, gone. I'm like, you know, but that wasn't out of her age. That wasn't out of her spell slots. It was right out of the, it. Was right out of the staff. So I figured, like, you know, you guys can heal through it. Um, I wasn't sure if you guys had anything to bring people back when they died. Now it's <laughs> yeah. really nice to know that one of our players has reincarnate. That makes me feel really. Well, good. I mean, I'm still gonna be like, no, nah, no, nah, just kill me. <laughs> I can't don't, wait. Don't don't bring me back. Don't bring me back. I'm, really, I'm not gonna be a no. I mean, look, look. All this means <clears throat> is when the scorpion finally bites it. He's going to come back as an actual scorpion. <laughs> he's going to come back. I am now the scorpion. When he comes back and he's reincarnated, and he probably he's a human now, he's going to come back as something weird. <laughs> like, ah, oh, hmm. I am, I have horns now. Why is, why do I, why does the scorpion have these things on them? But, you know, it's just one of those things you have to, you have to consider what your party is capable of. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, to, uh, in the kind of, it goes into the kind of adventures that you set them on. Mm-hmm. If, if you have a bunch of fighters, putting them up against a, a bunch of spellcasters might not be the best. No, because it, it could end up as a really bad day for them near the end of that. Oh. <laughs> but, I mean, a spell ca- a high-level spellcaster would make a good challenge for a bunch of melee characters. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, you know, assuming they hopefully that they prepared and they But I wouldn't them. make that the prime thing. Especially not in, like, the, the, the dungeon. Um, so, uh, we've only really started just the very beginnings of dungeon. We haven't even actually started actually, like, starting to actually, like, map them out, but it's kind of like the idea. So, like, you when you, when you think about the dungeon, you want the concept of where it is, what's its purpose, what's in it. You know, the difference between trap, certain traps, certain riddles, things like that, puzzles, which can very much vary depending on your group and your play style. I would say be very aware of what your players are capable of. Like, if you have players who are really, people, some people are really good with riddles and things like that. Yes. And if your people are good and you feel confident in their abilities to, go for it. Like, um... My first D&D group, they were all good with riddles. Like, they just were really good at them. And I could throw these riddles out at them, and they could, and I would have the answers, 
and they would they would pick them off. Like it wouldn't take them all. We're talking like the most we spend the riddles maybe like fifteen minutes, and they would go through and then they 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 deliberate. Bam, that's the answer, and they were really good with it. But the group I had after that, they were terrible. They were terrible at riddles, and a riddle would shut them down for hours unless you know through roll intelligence, roll insight, yeah. roll this. Just kind of help them. Kind of help them through it. So like it just really depends on the flavor of the the group you have. Like um, like I had had a, had, a, had a trap where like the it was it was a the riddle was a trap. The riddle like you could keep going through the room, but there was a riddle over a fireplace, and the answer was lava. And when you said the word out loud, lava began to pour out of the fireplace. <laughs> That's pretty good. And the water poured out the fireplace. So then, when the water started pouring out, the door sealed, and there was another riddle where the answer was water. So the water would spray onto the lava and harden it and stop it from coming out at you. So, you know. Uh, but there's other things you can do to make your dungeon interesting. Yeah. Maybe you're not... I, I had one full of puns because uh, it was run by a, a pixie king. Like, he was a pixie king. Yeah, see? And he was just like, you know what? It would be just funny if all the traps were literally just puns. <laughs> or just, you know, like... You know, like different... It's the kind of stuff you can do like that. Oh, well, like this, these traps... They were made by these really mysterious fake creatures. So, oh, you failed? Yeah, you're blue. I love the... You're, you're, uh, you're, 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 your hair is now green. Because the, the last trap to his throne room was literally... Said, there, was, there were two doors. Only one led to his throne room. And and, and, and it was he had to choose the right door. Mm-hmm. And, that was, you know, and so a lot of players chose the left door. <laughs> which actually looped them back around. And yeah, did all like, this crazy oh, like, nonsense. I, I, think, I, think I, I had a dungeon that was made by... Uh, uh, mischievous fairy and essentially when they when they walk literally they hit a trap and they're like oh crap and what happened was they were literally sprayed with the the glue and they were feathered (laughs) that was the trap like boom boom you have feathers all over you i pull them off well they do come with the feather parts break but these this is the glue you need the universal Universal solvent to get rid of this he's like serious i'm like yep. yeah mm. you, you feel terrible your weapons are stuck in their scabbards it's all bad you're just now glued and he was like in full plate and the joints were stiff and he was like ah. that's, right up there. that's actually right up there with the the, the the statue which you had to uh like rock paper scissors the six-arm statue that's that's <laughs> See, well, how do we beat this guy? He's got three rocks, three scissors, and three <laughs> papers. So how do we solve this puzzle? <laughs> All of us have to. <laughs> the whole party place. Like, uh, but there's just, there's like, there's just, like I said, there's just a lot of things you can, um, you can do to make your, your dungeon interesting. Um, a lot, uh, one thing I, I use often, and that is, uh, the rules, the magical rules, uh, oh, there's there's multiple scripts, there's multiple lines in the entrance of the dungeon. Each line is written in a random language, and it sets a rule in the dungeon. Hmm. In this floor, there's wild magic. In this floor, you don't get your racial bonuses. In this floor, uh, teleportation spawns a trap. And it's just, they're all kind of like a things. Like, uh, hmm. I think the teleportation ones, by your own metal, your steps must be taken. That means you, you can't use special kind of movements. So hmm. anything like Misty Step, hmm. any of that causes a trap to trigger, you're thrown into a room, a little explosive rune goes off and the door opens. That's kind of a cool idea. Every time it happens. You know, the boons of your blood are forsaken. What does that mean? That means that your dark, your natural dark vision is gone. Anything that you, if, you, if you're if you an elf and you try to trance here, you 
can't. You sleep. So just, you know, those kinds of things. Um, uh, Let Magic Run Wild, of course, it's Wild Magic, uh, The Booze of Your Blood. Um, I have a list. I remember doing this. I have a list. I remember doing The Booze of the Blood. Yeah, it's like a list of rules. And what they are, they're just big global effects that just take place around the area. And you, some of them were just kind of, some of them were kind of like, um, one rule I did, I can't remember the wording for it, but essentially, uh, non, you had to fight with non-magical weapons. <laughs> <laughs> your, your magical weapons, it's like, it's like, um, it was like, your strength of arms prevails you not, or something like that. So, in there was a room with, like, broken and rusted and messed up weapons. But those weapons were treated in this place as plus one, plus two, and plus three weapons, while your weapons were treated as mundane. <laughs> so, you know, you're fighting this creature with your plus two sword, and it's like, yeah, it's immune. And then you you cut it with this rusty sword, and it just goes right... Yeah, just things like that. I can remember, I had one where the party had to sing a... We had to sing a song in order to cross the threshold of the trap. <laughs> oh, we're halfway there. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's pretty great. It was. Well, one of the guys like, well, you can't touch this. Because <laughs> whatever, whatever was ever in the song is what triggered like the trap. So if you said something that did not correlate to you not getting hit, you would get hit by the trap. <laughs> so. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's pretty funny. I like that. So, uh, we're, gonna, we're, we're, we're not really uh, that far into dungeon making, but we're already at like an hour. Yep. So, we're going to cut here, and then we're going to come back to more dungeoning, and we're going to have more dungeon talk. Maybe we'll actually get to building it. but Mapping know, it out? Yeah, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, right now we're just kind of talking about it. So, uh, we had some of the Nantucket, and then we tried it with the Reese's. Uh, they didn't blend well to me. I didn't like it. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I didn't. I don't know. It was like weird. I, I didn't. To me, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I was already liking the Nantucket blend, and I love Reese's, so I was like, "Wow, this is this just put two things you love together." Yeah, I was like, "This is amazing." Okay, all right, all right. Just, for some reason, to, to be little... fair, I did not put a lot of Reese's in there, just enough to add flavor. Mm-hmm. Do it, not yeah. Uh, so I wasn't drinking chocolate like the Yuhu coffee that we had a while back. Yeah, that was like <laughs> pretty much like this is chocolate incarnate. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Mike, what do you give your cup? You know, I'm I'm gonna give this a nice 19. If you like Reese's, and then add it to your coffee. Nantucket's amazing. I recommend you just get Nantucket whether you like <laughs> any yeah. other. Okay. Um, I though, uh, I'm gonna give this uh, cup of coffee a 10. It was not terrible, mm. but I probably will not drink these two in combination again. <laughs> uh, well, well, I mean, next time you just have to try Reese's with one of you know, the next coffee. Well, well yeah, it. and I got some of the other creamers and stuff too, so we'll, 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 we'll play yeah, around. Yeah, I got the Cold Stone creamery. Yeah. I was like, oh, I bet that's pretty good. Yeah, we got the Dunkins over there. We may dip into that. So, all right, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for just kind of listening to us. We went a lot of tangents this episode just because we were talking about different dungeons and different traps and things. I actually hope it gave you some ideas as well. Yeah, I hope uh, you found it useful. Um, continue to keep liking us. Uh, we'd like to thank our Patreon supporters. Yep, you guys are awesome. Yep, we couldn't do this uh, without you. Um, we are uh, pretty much still making moves to try to do more. 
Um, we're now trying to eventually put all of our stuff, all the videos we did on YouTube, and then that way you can listen to older ones, older podcasts, things like that, and then eventually go to actual streaming and things like that, uh, running games. Um, but, you know, we need you guys to keep listening. Please keep uh, sharing it with other people. Uh, thanks, and remember guys, the quest never ends. Oh, it's kind of sad. We don't have a dick to... Woo! <laughs> Feel better, Nick. <laughs> Feel better, man. Feel better, buddy. Thanks, guys, for listening. You can follow us at DMWorld at 9029 on Facebook. And you can follow us on Twitter, DMWorld9029. Please listen to us again. Hope you enjoy. Remember, guys, the quest never ends.